Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, glad to have you back on episode two of Those College Football Guys uh, podcast. Um, pretty good, uh, you know, feedback from the first episode. So. Yeah, the homies, the homies really lit it up. Dang, I appreciate it. I appreciate That's it. That's fire. That's fire. But uh, thank you so much for if you watched like the first episode. I don't know how long everybody watched. It was like an hour. It was a long episode. Yeah, yeah. This one, I don't think it will go that long, really. Any any type of viewership for any length is is still love. So I appreciate it. Yeah, honestly. really. Um, but today we do have a couple topics that we wanted to talk about. Um, it was kind of a slow week on college football this week. Yep. Um, I think the biggest news is really uh, we kind of sp- spoke a little bit about it last yep. week. Uh, yep. It was just kind of the uh, the possibility of um, you know Joshua Burnham mm. going to Notre Dame. Yep. And but yeah, Joshua Burnham did end up going to Notre Dame. Yes, sir. Um, and that ended up moving the Notre Dame recruiting class. On twenty four seven sports, that's mm-hmm. where we look at. Mm-hmm. Um, moved them up all the way to number two. Now they are second in the nation. Yes, sir. For uh, recruiting, which is pretty good. That's for good. Them. Yeah, good for them. Amazing for them. I don't know how long this will last. I know a lot of people are probably skeptical. Skeptical about the 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 players are getting, but number two in the nation ain't nothing to you know, ain't nothing to you know scoff at. But so it's good for Notre Dame. Uh, See if they can keep it up. Really, I, I I'm seeing crystal balls come in for Notre Dame, here and there for different t- uh, for different players, high high uh, high touted players. So, let's see if they can keep the 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 train going. Yeah, yeah. So this is huge. It's a huge win, obviously, for Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, because if they want to, you know, close that gap between them and, I guess it would be Clemson, the Ohio States, the Clemsons, the Alabamas. Exactly. Yep. Then this is the right move. And honestly, I am now starting to feel the uh, I guess the Marcus Freeman effect. Yeah, the Marcus Freeman effect w- was you know touted or like they they spoke about it mm-hmm. when he got hired from Notre Dame, uh, I mean from Cincinnati to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, you know people kind of spoke a little bit about his you know ability to recruit elite talent, and I was always I was a little skeptical primarily because um, he he was at Cincinnati, and if you look at Cincinnati's recruiting classes, mm-hmm. they don't get a lot of five star guys. It's right, but, but what he does is it's, he looks for the uh, under the radar guys, and not only that, but like it's also you have to take into account the where he's at. You just yeah. said it, right? He's in Cincinnati. It's it's not a Power Five program, no. uh, but they're playing probably I'd say Power Five football. I mean, they're playing at a high level. Yeah, they are. Uh, so I think they can compete. I mean, if they were to join the Big Ten, I think they'd be fine. To be quite honest with you, uh, they wouldn't yeah. be. I, they wouldn't be a cellar dweller. But outside of that, it's hard to recruit for a team that's not gonna have a great chance to go to the co- to a you know playoff. Yeah, and also, um, Luke Luke Fickle is a really good head coach. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised he's still there. I'm sorry. yeah, he is. <laughs> he should. He should. I would have taken by this point. I would have already taken a, a power five head coaching job. Yeah, Luke Fickle is you know a big component to you know what Cincinnati's doing. Oh, what if he's waiting for like a like a like he's waiting for his dream job probably. I think it's probably Ohio State. Quite honestly, because yeah. he did coach, he did start his coaching career at Ohio State mm-hmm, mm-hmm. under, uh, I think, with uh, you know Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, maybe not just Urban Meyer. I think it was like Jim Tressel. Um, but man, I can't remember. Mm. I don't even think it was Urban Meyer. I think it was Jim Tressel before. Um, you know, yeah, uh, I'm not gonna remember. Jim Tressel was the head coach pre previous to, uh, uh, I guess Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer yeah. Um, but. Ohio State has a really good recruiting class. They have three five stars um, and eight four stars. Um, if we look at a little bit at their, you know, their, you know, their recruits, um, the three five stars are, you know, one of them is a quarterback, another receiver, and a corner. So they have guys. I mean, I mean, they're they're loaded. It's a team that with like you know spoiled with the riches. Uh, they like they they currently still have Olave, who was amazing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, like, was he a true freshman this past season? I don't think so. Either way, I think he has one more. He has this year eligibility. Don't know if he has another one left. I don't. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think it, the type of player he is. I don't think he's staying oh, yeah. for his fourth for his fourth season or his last season. He's definitely leaving. He's he's gonna be first round draft pick, and now they're gonna just reload. They got another five star receiver. They got a five star corner. That, that quarterback is gonna go crazy. These these are guys that are not gonna stay for all four years. They're leaving after three. Yeah, and then uh. Like we mentioned, the five-star quarterback. I mean, he's number one in the nation, number mm-hmm. one in position, mm-hmm. and number one in the state of Texas, I think. Yeah. Um, so they have that guy coming in. Um, obviously, things could change. He could dec- uh, decommit, but um, my guess is he's probably – I think he's I think he's in it now. I think – well, yeah. he, his uh, original commitment was to Texas, and then 
yeah. the Tom Herman thing and all, and trying to find a new head coach and all yeah. that. I'm sure uh, relationships got sour, and so he left. knew knew the program isn't in the best state over it over in uh, Texas, and this dude wants to win championships, and I think Ohio State's the way to go. Yeah, and then they have. You know the you know the cornerback Jaheim Singletary, mm-hmm. um, number nine in the nation, number four in his position, number two in his state, of uh, Florida, which is just insane. And then the, then the other five stars, the receiver from Texas, yeah. uh, number four in his position, uh, number five in the state of Texas. So they have a lot of guys coming in. Yeah. And if you look even just on their like recruiting class, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they have guys that are like in the top fifty, um, or like in the top ten mostly. In their like either position yeah. or you know, like, yeah, it's it's just they're they're recruiting pretty well right yeah, now. An embarrassment of riches. Yeah, yeah. So and then for Notre Dame to be up here is pretty amazing considering there's not no, a yeah no five stars no five stars. So it's it's not one five star. It's a class loaded with four star talent yeah. and probably underrated talent. There some is may say yeah. Uh, I know I know we talked about the Aiden Goberia uh, Goberia I don't know Gobera. Say, yeah I don't know say his last name he's like he's a high t- a high three star athlete yeah. right now I, if you're looking at, if you're paying attention to any high school football happening right now in the spring yeah. in spring bowl he's killing it yeah he he's getting the most attention right now mm-hmm. a lot of people are really liking him mm-hmm. and I think what's gonna end up happening is um, the more his name gets being put out there. And my guess, he probably does end up getting a fourth star. Yeah. Um. You'll yeah. you'll start to see a lot of these bigger teams, you know, starting to kind of try to right. turn them from Notre Dame. Yep. So and, and the same could be applied to even you know, Steve Angeli, where if he goes crazy, is his next his last season here coming in the fall. Yeah. He can maybe earn his fourth star too, because he's also on the brink of getting that fourth star yeah, at yeah. point eight nine. Yeah. So um, if you obviously a four star is a point nine, mm-hmm. so to be just point eight nine, just a point zero one mm-hmm. away from being a four star, that means you're like on the brink of it. You're just on the, like the you, on you, the cusp. Yeah. You need to you need your name out there a little more. Yeah, yeah. But I think there's a really good chance that Aiden Gobera and Steve Angeli for Notre Dame do get their four stars. Um, you know. I, that pushes what the total of four stars to nine. Yeah, it would put it up to uh, nine four stars, and then the and then the last two are, are only three stars. Yeah, yeah, class of eleven. I mean, this class is is looking almost you know almost heavenly for for uh, Notre Dame. Like yeah, it, yeah. this is a class that I guess many probably didn't think Notre Dame could probably achieve. Yeah, yeah, especially because um you know the biggest thing that they've said uh the past you know I guess since they lost to Alabama in the semi. Yep. Was uh. That they can't recruit at the same level. Yeah, because of academic standards or whatever. Yeah. Um. But if you saw the game against Alabama, mm. there was there was no. I would say there wasn't a huge gap. I feel like there was a gap maybe on the perimeter, like receivers. Yeah, hundred percent. But if you looked at the battles in the trenches, like when they ran the ball. Yeah. When they tried to stop the run. Yeah, I I, don't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say either either side really got the best of them. Yeah. I think they, I think they they held their own. Both sides held their own, yeah. offensively and defensively, um, in the trenches. I will say I will agree that the receivers in their name and on their name's roster right now, they weren't what they needed them to be. They needed yeah. them to be guys that can blow the top off and open up maybe some shallow routes, and uh, and unfortunately, their name didn't have that. Now with this class that they haven't, and even with the class from the previous year yeah. with Jordan Johnson, maybe that maybe they have those weapons now that they can blow, blow the top off. Yeah, you don't know. Um, but obviously, and then number three comes in with uh, LSU, mm. um, ten ten commitments, uh, two five stars, uh, six four stars, and two three stars. Um, Notre Dame has four three stars, but man, there's like two of them. That, Let's get that four star that are really close to getting a four star. And what's crazy to me also is that you see that at two and three Notre Dame LSU, Notre Dame's only up a point on yeah. LSU's class. So. Yeah, with 193.85 to 192.85. So the Joshua Burnham commitment was huge. Massive. Yeah, Massive. Uh, for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, and then four is Georgia, five is Texas A&M. So um, there's our f- three straight SEC teams. So, yeah, you know. It was, that's really – these those South schools, they're in that hotbed. They're yeah, in yeah. that area. I mean, they, they are right there in, uh, you know, the – like it's a hotbed of you know recruits that mm-hmm. are very talented, and it makes sense that they. It doesn't. I mean, the South. All they what what all they, eat and breathe football. Yeah, and then you have number six with Penn State, seven Oklahoma, 
Eight Texas, nine Florida State, mm-hmm. ten still Rutgers still sneaked in there. Um, it I I, I wonder to see I if like Rutgers class man. You like their class? I I like I like that they're in the top ten man. I, I like that they're hanging. I don't I know again it's very early. We're in spring. Yeah. Uh, the classes are kind of keep changing all the way until December. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you gotta. You gotta give some respect where respect is due. They're 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 hanging around. They got a four star uh, linebacker, a four star receiver. They they're not only are they. I I was gonna say they're they're reloading. They're not reloading. No, I mean, they're the re, they're, this is a complete rebuild. Yeah, it is. Um, but you like to see that they're being competitive on like trying to get recruits. Mm-hmm. Right now, their Big Ten rank is number three in the in their conference. Okay. Uh, number one, obviously, is Ohio, Ohio State. State. Penn State at no, at number two. Right, right. Yeah. So to be behind those two teams. That's not that bad. It's not bad. Because Ohio State, they have three five-stars. Rutgers is in the West, right? No, they're in the East. Yeah, they they're are. In the East. So, I mean, if you're going to want to compete against the Michigan, the Michigan State, Penn yeah. State, Ohio State, you're going to have to keep up with the recruiting. Yeah. So, I, this is a this is a really nice step forward. I, I'm looking forward to what Rutgers can do on the field. Yeah, this is a, a you know, good recruiting class. I mean, last year they had the 41 class. Yep, yep. And that's, uh, I think it was uh, Shiano's first year. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, so oh. that's good for them. Uh, maybe, maybe he's paying him. Maybe he's, maybe he's in in that ring, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and then eleven Michigan, twelve Oklahoma State, mm. thirteen USC, fourteen Alabama, fifteen Cincinnati, and you know Baylor, Boston College, Arkansas. So I mean, the, the list goes on. I mean, we really don't care much about like anything outside of the top fifteen. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, again, we're. I'm. I'm gonna keep like probably repeating this. It's still early. Yeah, class, yeah. yeah. People like Alabama's class only has five commits. While, yeah, but you know, yeah, Cincinnati's class has nine. So it's not the classes aren't deep yet. So we can't really talk too much into it. It's I all, mean, it's gonna keep changing. Yeah, and also Alabama. If you obviously if you kept up with their recruiting last year, mm-hmm. they had the best yeah, recruiting class last year. They're loaded. They all time. They don't need people this year. Exactly. So they. They don't really need to get a lot of grabs this this year, especially because of the uh, the COVID rule, the el- extra eligibility. Yeah, yeah. And so they have guys that are still on the team from you know two classes ago, mm-hmm. and they have this class coming in. So I mean, they're pretty set. I mean, it's also Alabama. Yeah, it's true. They so, they, they don't have an issue of recruiting. So exactly, it's just a reload every year. Even you know if they were to lose, you know some some of the coaching staff, right. they always reload, and they don't seem to skip a beat. It almost seems like they're almost they're also not only reloading their players, they're reloading coaching staff. Their co- their, their coaching staff is always getting poached to take, uh, you know, high profile head coaching jobs elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that I see right here too, um, if you look at these, uh, you know, these rankings or whatever, mm-hmm. um, they also have a twenty twenty two recruiter rankings, re- recruiter mm-hmm. rankings. Yeah. Yep, yep. And uh, right there on the list, uh, number four comes in with Marcus Freeman for no- for Notre Dame. He's feeling that. He's feeling that Marcus Freeman effect. There, I mean, it's there. I feel like um, I was a little hesitant at first uh, because you know people's uh, when they got the Tyson Ford commit mm-hmm. um, for Notre Dame. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know they kind of dragged uh, BK Brian Kelly oh, for not being too involved. Yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, Notre Dame recruits nationally. Nationally, they yeah. don't stick to a region. They yep. don't, you know, they don't stick to you know, you know, just the Midwest or whatever. It's that brand. They, it reaches across, yeah. Not, I mean, for real, because they get recruits from you know Notre, from California, Texas, mm-hmm. Florida, yep. uh, a lot of Georgia guys, a lot of St. Louis guys yeah, now, all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I honestly, they, them recruiting in in their own region, the Midwest, might be their worst part. To be honest, like they don't recruit, they hardly recruit in Indiana. I yeah, feel like. you're right. Yeah, they like to get out to you know the Californias, but it makes sense. Um, they have That's you know. Where the talent's at. Not only that, but also, you know, they make trips out there to play Stanford yeah. or, you know, USC, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both rivals. Yep. Um, so, and then they end up sometimes having to go to Florida State like this year yeah. um, to open yeah, up the so season. They get, so they get to reach. There's a lot of reach out there. Exactly. And they, I think the last couple, uh, three years ago, they played, you know, Flo- uh, Georgia at, at home, and mm-hmm. then they went to Georgia the year after. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Notre, Notre Dame has this weird, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know what to call it, but it's like they don't like if if you're Alabama, you get to recruit just you can recruit regionally, stay in the south. Yeah, and you know that means yeah. you don't have to go out to the west coast to get many recruits, right? Unless like it's a quarterback like they did with Bryce Young, yeah, from yeah. California a couple years ago. But like you're 
with Texas, you know, Alabama, Louisiana, mm-hmm. Florida, Georgia, that's literally, literally football country, like right. SEC country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it just that just shows to what the effect of, like, regional recruiting and, you know, national recruiting. Right, right. You know, obviously, Alabama can recruit nationally, too. I they, mean, I mean can, yeah. I mean, if, it depends, I guess, how successful you are on the field. It's going to yeah. translate how well you're going to be able to recruit. And Alabama doesn't need – like you said, they need to reach outside of their own region because they can get all the all the best recruits in their region, anyways. Exactly, and then they've been dominant for the last decade. So, yeah. so. I mean, but yeah, so uh, not a lot of movement. I think the biggest movement is is Notre Dame going up to uh, two, mm-hmm. and then Texas uh, has fallen. You know, they keep they keep dropping. I feel like they they're losing commits left and right. Yeah, they are now, which is really strange because I think a, uh, a couple of weeks ago they were I think number four. Uh, I, I think they're I. I don't know if they were in the top top five. I think there were four. Okay. And then they lost the one. Com- I think the rec- uh, corner, and then, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then now I think they lost a receiver to commit too. So um, not a great. St- it was a great start for Texas. Yeah. Now it's it's looking a little rough. It's, it's getting yeah. You have to kind of question. You th- you think it's an issue with like the relationship they're trying to keep with the player or with the coaching staff? I think I think some of the players are just like they don't want to rush into things. So they're just like, let me oh, let me yeah, like, thoroughly go through the process, make sure like I don't like leave any uh, stone unturned, and mm-hmm. that way I can kind of yeah. make sure I'm making the right decision because obviously this is their future. Like, yeah. Not only that, but also they don't want to you know have to you know transfer out after a year and be like, yeah, this didn't work mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but I mean, I think in college football, the biggest thing now is you know this uh, like almost like this free agency period now. Mm-hmm. Not like actual free agency, but like with the ability to transfer out and like the you don't have to sit out. Yeah. One year anymore. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the because tra- it's, it's, it opens up this transfer portal to like schools can reach out to these players that yeah, yeah. that they already have tape on. Pretty much, it's almost yeah, like he's it's almost like a free agency without getting paid. Exactly. Well, unless you're Tennessee or Georgia, you're, you're, yeah, you know, yeah, you're paying. Then you might yeah. be paying some players. But <laughs> but <yeah. laughs> that's that's besides the point. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you know. Recruiting, it just happens. I mean, you know, it's it just like one of those things that just can, you know, evolve, you know, as the season goes. Yeah. Um, especially because my guess is we will not have the same top ten. Yeah. That we that we will see at the very, you know, first, you know, commitment date mm-hmm. uh, or signing day for you know the early signing yeah, period. December. In December, so I mean, this this will this will change completely, hundred percent. Because I I expect Alabama to probably get in the top ten, even if they're nine. I mean. They don't need to have to have a great class, right? Right. Um, but they will have a great class. They'll yeah. have a good class. So we'll see where where all these teams land. I think Ohio State right now has a really strong hold on number one. I think they'll they'll ride it out for quite a while. Yeah. They'll probably add on three or four more five stars and then keep it pushing. Yeah. So um, we since like obviously it was a slow week uh, for news college football wise. I mean there were some uh, players that like decided to you know trim down their list to like their top tens or their yeah. top sixes or yeah. something. We don't really like talking about that stuff because it's just they haven't they haven't decided yet. So yeah, it's just, they can go anywhere. Exactly, and then unless like it's coming down to the last three schools or you know there's there there's a date set for you know their commitment, then mm-hmm. we'll kind of talk about you know who they you know they're leaning towards or right right or what school could come away with it. But we actually decided to you know look at every conference at least right now we're gonna look at the uh, Power Five uh, conferences and mm-hmm. we're gonna just kind of go down and see. Uh, we're gonna give our winners, our sleepers, the team that takes a step back, and then a team that's uh, I guess most improved. Yeah, most improved for the season. So let's start out with the ACC. In this, uh, in the standings, they have Notre Dame in here, but it Notre Dame's gonna it's go back to Indian Independent, so there's this doesn't mean a lot. Um, yeah. So, in the ACC, who do who do you have as your my winner? Yeah, yeah. Who it, wins the conference? It's gonna be Clemson. You already know for Clemson, it's still it's still real. It's still reload. Yeah. Understandably, they're gonna they might take a, a small step back offensively because mm-hmm. they're losing Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, they still have DJ. They're gonna plug plug and play him. That's yeah, yeah. all it's gonna be. It's just gonna be a reload. I think Clemson's gonna win the conference and it's gonna, they're gonna win it probably easily. Yeah. So um, they did end up losing a cornerback uh, because of you know I think it was team issues or something. Right. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Or disciplinary issues. So mm-hmm. he got uh, kicked off the team. Uh, what was his name? Like Dion Kendrick or something? Or I can't remember his name. Whatever his name yeah. is, I forget. Um, one of the corners. He was a very, elite, he was a, I think a former five star. I yeah, think he was too. Really good. A really good five star. Uh, you know, uh, corner. He's now gone. 
Um, the defense did lose a couple pieces, but they will majority be back. So I would yeah. say 85 to 90 percent of the, of the team's coming back. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean, Brian Bre- Brzee, he is just a beast. That dude is one of the better uh, interior linemen. Mm-hmm. And man, but I like. Yeah, you're right. Uh, if you had to pick a winner, I would go with yeah Clemson too. I mean, it, they're the team that has you know had a like a stranglehold on you know the ACC and also right. they're you know positioned to the point where they can just reload and they won't skip a beat um I think there is a couple issues with their you know Clemson because you know DJ is not Trevor Lawrence but right. you know Trevor Lawrence isn't DJ so D- what DJ can do Trevor Lawrence probably can't do right and what Trevor Lawrence can do DJ, DJ probably can't do can't do mm-hmm. um my get and if you watched a couple of the games like the Boston College game and the, the Notre, Notre Dame, Dame game, game. Um, DJ did show that he can, you know, he he could be a quarterback. I mean, he can fling the rock. He, I mean, he's still he's still getting his yardage, and he's a big guy. He's a big dude. Big body. Um, my thing is, Mike. I don't know if he's that fast, as fast as he looks, because you know he might not be. Yeah, my guess he's he's a little slower than uh than what people thought he was gonna well, I mean, be. Like 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 we just mentioned, he's he's a big dude. Was he six four two fifty? Yeah, yeah, it's a big man moving. So I mean, it's it's, lot, it's gonna take a lot more energy to get him moving. At the same rate as he, uh, maybe Trevor Lawrence was running. Now I understand Trevor Lawrence might not be the fastest, but he yes he, he had some wheels on him. Yeah, just longer strides yeah. or whatever. But um, and also he doesn't he's not as heavy as uh as DJ. DJ yeah. yeah. So I mean it'll be and then also DJ's you know he doesn't have there was a lot of speed balls, not a lot of touches on his passes. Oh, he's putting some mustard on that. I mean he's boy. he's throwing those things mm-hmm. with ninety miles an hour. Um, so it's just, it'll be interesting to see how he develops as a quarterback. Right. Um, but yeah, the favorites have to be Clemson. I mean, they've, they haven't shown you a reason not to be, Mm -hmm. you know, because they're still recruiting at a very high level, even with the loss of Travis Etienne, you know, Amari, Amari Rogers, Uh you know, uh, you know, Trevor Lawrence, they, they still have, I think they have Justin Ross coming back and, uh, was it Justin Ross? Is that who that is? Yeah. yeah, With the spinal injury. Yeah, Yeah. 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 They have the, the, you know, that receiver coming back. Um, you know, a good portion of their, you know, offense. And then Will Shipley, the, you know, the incoming, you know, five-star running back. Yep, yep. So he should be fine. And uh, who do you think is your uh, sleeper? Who could possibly win this conference or just sneak under the radar uh, to, you know, to the conference championship and has a really good chance? You know, I – it's hard to say. I know Clemson's running the show here, so I feel like it's yeah. really hard to, to pick somebody else outside of Clemson. To win like that division, so the, like take the take the the Atlantic, it's kind of hard to pick against Clemson. I am gonna say I I feel good about Florida State moving forward. I think they're gonna catch their stride. I think they're gonna win more games. I don't know if they're gonna be able to be to compete against Clemson, but I think Cle- Florida State to me might be a low key sleeper to be to make this to make a big leap, and I think they might show it this this coming season. Yeah, um, for my sleeper, I didn't. I was. It was hard, um, it's, but it's just hard to pick against like the top dog. Like who else is gonna be? Who else could win this conference outside yeah. of Clemson? Um, I I would say uh, UNC. I mean, they they might not be a huge sleeper. Um, some some people might think that you know Miami has a better chance of mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know of going to the conference championship than you know UNC. But I like North Carolina. I like what they brought back. Mm-hmm. I like uh, some of their talented, you know, guys on the mm-hmm. perimeter. Sam Howell. Yep. Um, I think, uh, you know, defensively, they're bringing back a lot of bodies back. Mm-hmm. So they'll be better defensively. Um, and it was tough because I really like Miami. But I don't know. There's something about Miami that I just I just can't wrap my, uh, my arms around. Like, I just <laughs> I can't, you know, embrace them. There's something about them that I just I don't buy yet. And I think it's. The fact that I saw what they were, what they did against Clemson, and I was just—he's like, oh, I saw your true character. Type I was just—I was not impressed. Like they, Especially they, they beat the teams they were supposed to beat. Yeah. But then when they played the teams that they that they had to be competitive yeah. against, they got they got slumped. They got yeah, slumped. like when they yeah. played North Carolina and UNC just you know throttled them, throttled them, and then Clemson, and it's just a, it's just bad luck. I would even go to say that another sleeper would be Boston College as well. Yeah, I think yeah, you're right. Boston College does have uh, I think the best uh, you know shot at being a sleeper because mm-hmm. i feel like nobody's really paying attention to them because it's boston college yeah it's fair that's fair i mean but, whatever what what they've done this past season that what uh they went six and five and yeah. phil is phil dracovic at quarterback is honestly yeah, doing a really good job if he needs to, he needs to work obviously on his uh, you know decision making 
but yeah. and also the fact that they need to develop a run game to help you know fill uh fill out um you, i think that's what they were lacking if they had a run game if they had a run game they take the stress off of phil trying to make every game yeah shoot out because yeah. yeah every game that came down with boston college and whoever they played right it was you know they were throwing the ball over you know 30 40 times and run game was abysmal like they were terrible at running yeah. the ball yeah, and you know, you know that's good for Phil. You know stats and all that. Patent stats. He he got his name out in, yeah. in the public. He's he's getting noticed more after transferring out of Notre Dame. So. Yeah. So, uh, who do you think is your team that takes a step back? Who do you think gets worse? I think or? I think Miami might get worse. You think Miami? I gets think worse? Miami might get worse. I understand they ha- they ha- they are bringing back the Eric King. He's he's coming back. I think he's coming off of injury actually. Yeah. Um, I do think he, they they take a step back. I don't buy into is it Manny Diaz? Yeah. I don't buy into Manny Diaz, really? specifically that head coach. Um, I I don't think I don't think Miami takes another step forward. I don't think they get they they get any better than eight and three from last year. I think they go they they might drop and win six seven games. Yeah. Because uh, I just don't I don't think the coach staff there yeah can progress to double digits or or become like a like a household name. Yeah, I mean, oh man, that's a good one, Miami. I think I think Miami takes a step back. They, I, I could see that. I mean, for me, I have, I mean, I would have to probably say, man, I, I think Virginia Tech, you know, they didn't have a solid year. They went five and five, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're not going to be as good as people think, um, this second year or this coming year. Because normally when you, when teams play Virginia Tech, you always hear about Virginia Tech's defense. Like def- defensively, they're always like in the, in the, like the top, top standings, uh, yeah. uh, reg- uh either across the nation or in their conference, but. I, I, I can see that as well. I can see Virginia Tech taking a step back with the amount of people they they lose or, or uh with like the big name that they're that they're that with the big name that they're missing or they're losing to the uh to the draft. Yeah. And then um what, if there was a team who is the most improved team for from the ACC? Most improved team? Yeah. I I can I can I double can I double dip and go back to Boston College? Yeah, go ahead. Cuz I I think Boston I mean coming off of Nobody knows Boston College at all. I I would say in, yeah. in college football, or whether they're going to be a threat or not. And then this past season, with going six and five with a new quarterback, I think it looks good. I think like what you said, if they if they build any ounce of a running game, yeah, to help fill, it's gonna. I think it's gonna skyrocket them. I think they're gonna again. They're gonna catch their stride, and they might move up and get two more wins. They they might go eight and eight and three next year. Yeah, I mean, I like I really like uh, Louisville. Uh, Louisville to uh, be the most improved. I think they lost a lot of really close games last year. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, it sucks because they like they they are a team with a lot of talent. They, they are. They have a lot of speed on that team. If you look at the year before, they were in, they went eight and five. I'm pretty mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. And so for this year, to, for them to go four and seven, is not the best. I I think I, mean, I don't know if that's doing anything with like the COVID year. A lot of people sat out. You know, X Y Z. But it, it it you know it didn't. It doesn't feel right for Louisville to go four and seven after yeah. after the amount of talent that they kept yeah. for this year. So I, I I don't know if they're even losing that talent now for for to graduation or. Yeah, I'm I'm not totally sure, but yeah. Louisville feels like a team that recruits well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and that just they had they have pieces there. Yeah. So I mean, they have talented guys there. Another guy, another team that I would probably put up there for an improved team would probably be Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is doing the challenge of going, uh, you oh, know, my restarting yeah. from, uh, you know, an option, uh, you know. Almost start, almost like starting from nothing. They threw out the entire. Yeah. So the team prior to, was it two years ago, they they ran nothing but the option, triple option. Triple option. So it was like what Navy ran, what Army runs, mm-hmm. Air Force runs, you know. Mm-hmm. So to, to just completely change that. Dying breed. It's just, it's so hard. So I feel like Georgia Tech will be better under year three of this new system. I think um, so, yeah, because because now they're able to recruit to fill the X's and O's they need to fill. Yeah. Right? Originally, they what they're recruiting a, a probably a running back to fill the the quarterback position. Yeah, a running back that can you know, or a quarterback, or yeah, running back that can throw the ball or yeah. that can do enough at the quarterback position. But yeah, so um, I would keep a lookout for Georgia Tech and probably mm-hmm. Louisville. Um, you know, those two teams. I mean, Georgia Tech is has been on a down slump lately. Yeah, but. Louisville almost like the doormat. Yeah, and Louisville is usually, you know, at least, you know, average, you know, 6 and 6 or 7 and 5 mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh that's just the ACC. Uh let's go down to the Big 12 now. 
Um, in the Big Twelve, who do you have winning the conference? I'm I'm gonna go a little crazy here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Iowa State. Iowa State. Oh, wow. I like Iowa State. I think whatever Ryan Campbell's doing, he's doing it really well. Yeah. Did I get his name right? Ryan Campbell. I thought it was Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell. It's one of the two. One or the other. Campbell. <laughs> yeah. Coach head coach Campbell. This man, he's doing some amazing Iowa State. I it's kind of it's kind of funny to see that when out when we were younger and I would see Iowa State on the TV, they'd be, be they'd be getting beat down. Yeah, they would. And now I like to see the Iowa State's competing. I like to see there's a lot of competition in in the Big Twelve. Not a lot of defense. It's a lot of high high scoring games, a lot of shootouts. And I I mean I'm I'm a big fan of it. I'm not gonna lie about it. But I think I Iowa State can win this conference uh, this coming season. Yeah. So his name is Matt Campbell. Matt I Campbell? just looked it up. Yeah. I Dang. just googled it. But uh, yeah, Matt Campbell. I didn't come prepared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, my winner I would have to say is probably still Oklahoma. I think if you looked at the la- how they played the last, you know. I would say five, six games or whatever right, right. of the season. I know they started off rough. Yeah, they started off really bad, you know, getting those two losses. Mm-hmm. You know, Spencer mm-hmm. Spencer Radler, you know, uh, and just I feel like they wanted to get him rolling early. It just wasn't working. Yeah. And so they looked really good at the very end of the season. Yeah. And they looked like, a, you know, a college football playoff team to me. And so I feel like Oklahoma is probably still the favorite. And they, with another year with Spencer. You might be the only one that thinks that. Yeah. <laughs> And then I th- I like Oklahoma a lot to win it again. And that's it's fair. I mean they they are the ones that what they were on a I think are they still on like the five like the five year streak of winning the conference. I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Either way, it makes sense. You you would want to pick the favorite. It's Oklahoma. Yeah. I like Iowa State. I think Iowa State is gonna surprise some people. All right. And um, who would you have as a sleeper? As a sleeper, yeah, to legitimately win the conference, yeah, legit shot. I think Oklahoma State. I I feel like it's not too much of a sleeper. I yeah. think I feel like Oklahoma State gets their talk. They get no, they get noticed in the public. They people talk about them. I feel Oklahoma State could beat Oklahoma and Texas and Iowa State, and then and then take make their way to the conference championship game and probably win it. Yeah, Oklahoma State did have a couple of good games this year. Also a good record, eight and three. Are they still Are they still running the air raid? Oklahoma State? A little. They It's more of a RPO-style mm-hmm. air raid okay. thing. Um, but for me, I would have to go with um, my sleeper would probably um, – I guess this one's tough, but I like Oklahoma – I get Oklahoma State. Is Are they the ones? Are they the ones? I feel like they, I feel like I, they get talked about in, in the news and stuff and yeah. by, by other uh, you know sports analysts, big, big boy sports analysts. And, and and that's cool and all. I feel like nobody's saying it, like, oh, they're gonna win the conference. Yeah. They're gonna surprise some people. No, I feel like this is a. I feel like Oklahoma State could fit the sleeper rule. I like Iowa State. I think Iowa State. Um, As a sleeper. That's my sleeper. I think Oklahoma has the Man. best chance. But if I had to look at it, I mean, it's either it comes down to you know maybe, I mean Texas. I mean, I like Iowa State though. Iowa State's better than Texas that's right f- now. Man, Texas can't even beat Oklahoma. Yeah, that's true. They can't beat Oklahoma. <laughs> And but, uh, I mean, I, I'm not buying Texas stock anytime soon. So, who is your uh, who's the team that takes a step back then? Probably Texas. I think Texas does. <laughs> yeah, I think probably Texas takes a step back. I don't think there must there has to be an issue with the with the staff and the players. There must be there has to be a disconnect here. I know they just got a new head coach. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how he's gonna you know ma- manage what what was left over with Tom Herman, but um, I think Texas t- takes a big step back. They might win. Four or five games. Wow! They, they might they might go five hundred, six and six. I'm I'm not buying any stock in Texas uh, anytime soon. I think they need, need to kind of prove it to me on the field. I hate hearing the Texas is back type yeah, type hate talk. Hate it. Even though they just went seven and three, I'm not I'm not here for it. They gotta show they gotta show me a little something. They gotta show me some consistency in recruiting and also uh, winning the conference. And All beat right. oh and maybe actually maybe start lowering like beat your rivals first and then. Yeah. Yeah, the they, losing to TCU, mm-hmm. um, which is really a really bad look for Texas. Bad look. Um, for me, I would say the team that takes a step back, I would say it's Oklahoma State. Uh, they're just they just seem like they're good one year and then the next year they're a little iffy. They're like they're decent enough, but not mm-hmm. like the best. But they can shock like, you. Yeah, they, yeah. Can, they can beat one really good, really good Big Twelve team. Yeah, yeah, like at the very end of the season yeah, or something. Surprise you? It messes up all the rankings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, but. That's what I think. I think Oklahoma State, uh, you know, they, they tend to have this weird effect where they're, you know, they're a little either overrated or underrated. Okay. I feel like last year was an underrated year because mm-hmm. nobody really looked at them. Mm-hmm. And I think this year, coming off of this, uh, you know, 8-3 and three season, 
people are going to be like, you know, Oklahoma State, yeah. they, they have a good shot at, right. you know. I feel like it's always – Oklahoma State always ends up developing, like, a really good receiver because I feel that's why, that's why I asked if they're still running the air raid because mm. I feel like they always end up developing a – a mediocre a quarterback, a quarterback that can fling the rock, right. but he might not be too good at like at anything else, like running the ro- running the ball or, or scrambling or leaving the pocket. Yeah. Uh, but it, but because of that air raid, they're forcing some receiver to like take the spotlight and be amazing. And yeah. so I feel like there's always a, a good receiver there. So I, I feel like offensively, they're always great. They're always going to be high powered, and they're always going to have that receiver to blow the top off. Yeah. So they can open up more uh, more play yeah. calling. So. I think Tyreek Hill went to Oklahoma State. Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty I, sure. did, I did not know that. Yeah, um, but anyways, <laughs> I, I, I didn't. Have a <laughs> uh, who is your uh team that's the most improved in the Big Ten in Big Twelve? The most improved, dude. Can I double dip again on two Go conferences? I with Iowa State. You think Iowa State is gonna be the most improved after a nine and three season? You think they're gonna be better well, than nine? No, and three? they're most improved from last season to not to from two thousand twenty, two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty. That's that's a good improvement. Are they gonna improve even more? Yo, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm gonna stay. The I'm gonna, most improved. Yes, I'm gonna stick with what I'm saying. Iowa State. I think they're going to win the conference. Okay. Uh, they're gonna improve themselves to win the conference. I think they're gonna go from nine and three. They're probably gonna go eleven and one. Yeah, I mean, for me, I would have to say Texas. I think Texas is is gonna be the most improved team. I think they're. Wow. If I think I have, I would say they. I would put them as my sleeper, but they. I don't think they can beat uh, Oklahoma. No, I can't. No. I I don't see it happening. But I think there will be. Very competitive in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. especially with uh, Steve Sarkeesian, right? Uh, an offensive-minded, you know, head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, also, th- this would have been uh, Tom Herman's what fourth year? No, no, fifth year. Yeah. So Tom Herman has already recruited a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys that he has in, you know, at Texas are really good. Like he's recruited really well, and I think Steve Sarkeesian is the final piece that puts it all together. And I think they're going to be very good offensively. Defensively, I don't know. It's the Big 12. Hold on. So defensively, I, I get the recruiting is really strong for a lot of these uh, high-profile teams like Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah. I get that the recruiting is always great, and they get their five and four stars in defense. But we're th- we're always in shootouts in the Big 12. Yeah. So I feel like that's the, it's, it's not, the talent, uh, the, rec- the recruiting talent isn't translating to the talent on the field or to, uh, to the product on the field. So I I don't know what they're doing. Like the coaching staff must not be at the same par. So I I don't know I don't know if Steve Sarkeesian can do all that himself. I think Steve Sarkeesian is a really good uh you know offensive uh coach, mm-hmm. and so I think they're gonna be they're gonna put up a lot of points. Well, yeah, offensively, yeah, but defensively, are we gonna beat another shootout? Most likely. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but uh, moving on to the Big Ten, I like the Big Ten a lot. Uh, who do you have winning this conference? Ohio State. Yeah. It's got to be Ohio it's, State. It's easily hands down Ohio State. There's I not mean, really another team that's that you can consider that would would compete against Ohio State. I mean, not only that. I mean, we just talked about you know recruiting rankings and yeah, they have the number one recruiting. They're team. just spoiled. Yeah, yeah. So it's, they have a lot of a lot of guys coming in, mm-hmm. even if uh, they have a down year. Or right. my guess, they probably won't. Or even if they're trying to find a new quarterback. Yeah. Now, so. Yeah. Oh, sleeper. Who do you have as a sleeper? Sleeper. To win the conference, man. Iowa, I'd probably say Iowa. But Iowa. Off, off a six and two season, I think they they improve off of this. I think they improve. Uh, they they probably end up recruiting a little bit better. Uh, c- come, you know, come the recruiting rankings later in December probably. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Iowa's Iowa can probably might. I think they might squeak by. I I don't know if they're gonna be you know. You know, I I can't even say this with 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 sincerity. You know, I can't pick. I don't feel. I don't even feel confident picking a team against Ohio State to win this conference. But I would I would say if, if there's a team that might give a run a run, uh, give give Ohio State a run for their money, I would you know I would assume Iowa because Iowa could probably win their division and then see Ohio State, uh, uh in the conference championship game and yeah. maybe you know surprise somebody. <laughs> <laughs> my uh my sleeper I would have uh I really like Indiana I love Indiana I think they're a team that's very um underrated mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think they they bring back a lot of guys on offense. Yeah. Um, especially key pieces like their I mean, quarterback. I I pick Indiana too, but I didn't want to pick. I don't want to take your pick off here. So uh, I mean, yeah, I do like Indiana as well. I'm with you on that one. Indiana, and then Indiana does host Ohio State later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that gives them a bit of an advantage if it comes down to Indiana Ohio State again. Right. Um, for a spot for the conference championship, 
I mean, game. They're, they're recruiting well. They they have a great head coach. Yeah, they do. Uh, and they they bring back Penix. Yeah, they bring back uh Fry Fogel. Yeah, I think I think they have a, I think they have the pieces and they can develop the guys to being to filling the roles that they need them to fill. And I think they can they're gonna have another great season. Yeah. Yeah, I like them a lot. And if uh, what's the team that takes a step back this year? Takes a step back. Uh I'd probably say Northwestern. Yeah, I I'd say Northwestern. They just came off a seven two season. Yeah. Normally. Northwestern, I, f- I feel like in recent memory they have an on year and an off year. Yeah. So they just they were just on their on year at a seven and two. That's a really good record. I do think they take a step back and they lose a piece. They they're probably losing or uh, they're graduating all the people that they that probably helped them to that. And uh, I just think that it's that it's that it's time for their cycle. They're probably gonna drop some games. Uh, they're probably gonna go uh, six uh five hundred go six and six. Yeah, I would um my uh. What was it? Unimproved or uh, the uh, take team to take a step back, right? Yeah. Um, I would say is most likely Wisconsin. You know, they went four and three, winning record, but I think they're gonna be even worse. I think they're gonna be oh. really bad. Even worse. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the Graham Mertz kid. I mean, he had the one good game. Yep. You know, against Illinois or whatever. Mm-hmm. People went crazy. They went yeah. crazy over him. I mean, but Illinois ended up two and six. So. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I mean Illinois wasn't Illinois. that good to begin with. Right. Um and Wisconsin just they just they, I mean they after that the Graham Mertz or whatever he, he got did. like COVID so then he had to oh, sit he out for like four two, weeks or something mm-hmm. a month it's like it's like twenty one days for like which was like Big yeah. Ten's rule yeah so three weeks you only had it's only a season for six games I know and then and then and then half or of the other games, roster yeah. half of the roster got COVID so then mm-hmm. they couldn't play like two or three games so I'm but even that that's that has nothing to do with this coming year yeah. But I just the Graham Mertz kid, he looked really bad at the end of the year. Like uh, so even not, when he was playing. You're not buying into the hype. No, I think that he just had a really good game against Illinois because there wasn't tape around him. Mm-hmm. Like nobody uh, has no. seen him before. So they were like, We don't know what this uh, yeah, Graham Mertz kid's gonna do. And so he yeah, went crazy yeah. and then once he played, you know, some better teams or just any other competition. Really? Yeah, they had the they had the tape on him. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's that's what I think. I think uh Wisconsin's gonna be I mean, I don't think they're going to be as good as people think they will be, mm-hmm. even though Wisconsin, you know, every year is a, is a, you know, a player in the Big Ten. Right. I just, especially in the West, I just think it's, it's very unlikely this year. Um, That's fair. I can, I can, I can hop on that. <laughs> I can hop on that. <laughs> who, who would you have as your uh, most improved team for next year? I think it's Rutgers. Rutgers. Okay. I think it's Rutgers. I, uh, you said Greg Shiano, right? Yeah. I think whatever he's doing down there, or down there, really, whatever he's doing over there on the East Coast, I think he's doing it really well. We just talked about the recruiting rankings right now. He's at ten. He's doing. He's he's cooking up something, yeah. something special. And I think Rutgers takes a step forward from three and six. They might even go positive. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like. Yeah, that's a good. That's actually really good. Understandably, they're probably not going to be contending for uh for winning the East anytime soon. Not yeah. with Ohio State, and not with being in the same conference as Ohio State and Michigan and Penn State. They might not be competing for the uh, for the conference championship anytime soon, yeah. but they're gonna definitely. I feel like I can feel them going positive. Yeah, I like um, for my most improved team is Minnesota. Mm. I think Minnesota under you know PJ Fleck is a really good team. Right. Uh, I think that COVID just kind of just destroyed a lot of the stuff that they yeah. were trying to do. Yeah. And did they underperform? They had all the talent. I mean, especially because like a lot of teams underperformed last year yeah so i just i don't see minnesota taking a huge step back and i also don't see them going back to what what would they go uh three and four mm-hmm. i don't they're better than three and four uh, yeah they're a way better team than three and four and i think they'll my guess is they'll probably go eight and five or something um yeah. and just be a little bit more competitive mm-hmm. in the big time and get a you know re-up on on recruiting again yeah. get their guys again and then probably in two years uh, after after this coming season, probably get get back to ten double digit wins. Now moving on to the uh, Pac twelve, <laughs> um, who do you have winning this conference? This conference is usually um, you know going towards Oregon or Washington. Who do you have at this? I this see. I see USC, man. USC. I see USC. Wow. Yeah. I'm. 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 Yeah. Can't You're fighting the, on. Yeah. I'm thick. I can't. I'm, a little hesitant to say that. I'm gonna say USC. They did. They did just have a five and one season. Understandably, they had very close games. They're yeah. fighting for their life in some of those in most of those games. Yep. But I do think they they get it going. I do think this is a, the year where, um, I can't remember his uh, head coach name. Oh Ooh, man, what is his name? The USC guy, uh, Clay Helton. Clay Helton, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do. Uh, uh, I do see that this is probably Clay Hilton's like. I want to say not like a, he's on the hot seat because he just got off a five one season, but like he hasn't been as successful as he needs to be at right. USC with with yeah. all the talent in in that in that area in yeah. the in L A. So I I do see them probably taking a step forward to win the conference. Okay, I mean I would <laughs> I, I like Washington. I think Washington was the better team out of even between Oregon and USC. Um, if Washington doesn't get the COVID, you know, the outbreak or whatever, they're going to the, you know, the conference championship game. And yeah. my guess is probably walloping USC. You're not wrong about that. Probably burying USC. So, um, and also I think Washington played, uh, or Washington and Oregon didn't play last year. Um, yeah, I think it was the outbreak. The, That's the when they, I think they canceled that game. Yeah, yeah. The, the game got canceled or it was going to be, you know, played again or whatever. Um, that's why, you know, people were, you know, saying they should be USC and Colorado in the conference championship game mm-hmm. um, because at the time, you know, Oregon had two losses already. Right, right. Two really bad, you know. This was the, this was, this was the prime year <coughs> for any conference to really get rid of divisions. And, yeah, yeah. And go, and go one and two just like the ACC did. Yeah, which is, uh, it mean, the Pac-12 should have done that, and if the Pac-12 did that, my guess is they would have had a better chance of getting a team into the playoff. It even, even makes more sense because the Pac-12 – only wanted to play six games this past yeah, yeah. season, so it makes more sense if you're going to play less games just to go, uh, just to get rid of divisions. Yeah. yeah, then that way you could have more flexibility with like rescheduling games or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would, my, I would say my favorite to win the conference for uh, this coming year is Washington. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot, right. even with the loss of uh, Chris Peterson as the head coach. I think they still looked really good, right. um, and then they recruit really high level. Um, they they recruit like one of the you know Big Ten teams, which is you know, I mean they can recruit, and I mean Oregon can too. But um, I like the development that Washington can do. But who do you have as uh, your team that takes a step back? It takes a step back. Oh wait, wait, wait. hold on. Uh, we didn't talk about sleepers, did we? No, no. I was, no. I was ready. For, I was you know I'm loaded for the sleeper. Go right ahead, now. go ahead, go ahead. I got Arizona State. Arizona State off, off the jump, off the jump. Okay. I like Arizona State. I like that quarterback a lot. Okay. I think they can actually be. I mean, I, I see they went two and two. They must have canceled games. Yeah. They probably had a lot of COVID outbreaks. I mean, as far as I know, Arizona State is like a party school, so I don't know if that translates to the COVID <laughs> outbreaks. But anyways, outside of that, I like Arizona State. I do think they they're much more competitive than their two and two record shows. Yeah, I think they can compete very well. I think they can win their division and and probably. Split. Yeah, that's funny that they're two and two, and then a game where they a season where they were supposed to have you know six games, mm-hmm. um, only played four of them. Right. Um, but if we look back, they they went I think like a month and a half where they didn't play anybody. I'm pretty sure. A whole month and a half. Yeah. Uh, because of COVID. Man, at that but, point, man, just cancel the season. Yeah. <laughs> but for my sleeper, I would say. I like UCLA. I think UCLA can make can be a player. UCLA. I think so. I think uh, what is what is the quarterback's name? Uh, Dorian Thompson yeah, or yeah, yeah. something like that. I think that kid oh, is Dorian really Thompson Robinson DTR. Yeah, DTR. Yeah. I think he's an, a really good quarterback. I think he's a mobile quarterback. He mm-hmm. feels like what the game is changing towards. Yeah, like those yep. big mobile guys that can also you know he he pick you apart. He gives me like Kyler Murray vibes. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a really good player. I think this is a really good year for Chip Kelly mm-hmm. because now he's. He's uh he's recruited well or at least recruited enough or like to whatever you know his he likes to run his schemes or whatever. You think he's on the hot seat? You think he needs to be successful this season? He to does keep his job. Yes, he does. He needs to be really successful. I wouldn't say like extremely successful, but if he gets nine wins, I think he keeps his his, his job there. Oh, okay. And also, UCLA feels like a really good player in this because mm-hmm. they really they got some really good uh, transfers. Um, from uh, this just this off season, right? I think it was like some linebacker that that was originally a commit, uh, or that was uh, I think uh, he played with like uh, on Alabama for two years, and then he transferred out just this okay. recent season. Okay. Um, and then they also have a couple guys, uh, I think from Notre Dame going there. Um. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Game Marquis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I th- I think they'll be really good defensively. I think their offense is going to be extremely a lot better. It's kind of a wild pick, honestly. I'm not going to lie to you. I've heard nothing about UCLA. I, I it's been a while since I feel like UCLA has been like extremely good yeah, yeah. or they've been very competitive. I think the last time you can think about it is probably what Josh Rosen. Yeah. So, yep. I, but like, I like UCLA. Yeah. I like UCLA a lot, especially in the South. Um, I don't know if they can be any of the Oregon's or Washingtons, yeah. but I think they'll they'll be competitive and. 
they'll be one of those uh, Chip Kelly Oregon teams back in the you know t- early 2000s, 2010s. You know, United keep talking about Chip Kelly, and I feel like I'm telling you, to me, Chip Kelly has lost his luster. Uh, he's lost. He's. He, I didn't think it was that good of a pickup for UCLA to, to grab him. Yeah. I don't. I still don't think. I'm not buying. I'm not buying into it. I mean, just just hold on. I'm telling all you. All right, man. I'm, UCLA. I mean, we'll be watching. We'll be watching all, yeah, all yeah. the games. All right, now. Um, now we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Who do you think takes uh, a, a step back in this conference? A step back? I think Colorado might drop a, drop a few more games. Okay. I understand that. It, I mean, four and two season is a very good season, and yeah. and I know they got that new head coach, and they're working their way to getting to being yeah. even more. You probably maybe elite in the yeah. in the Pac-12. But I think Colorado might take a few steps back. I do think they lo- they're losing a, a decent amount of talent, mm-hmm. and I do feel like just because with the new with the newer coaching staff and maybe probably just newer players, just younger guys, yeah, I do think Colorado takes a, f- a little a small, very small step back. I don't think they're gonna you know be abysmal. I, I do think they'll, they'll go positive, but not uh, not at the same rate that they that were that they were just, that they were this good this year. Yeah. Um, I would have to say Oregon. I think Oregon takes a step back. Oregon takes a step back. Yeah, I think I think if you have you've been recruiting well the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and you should not go four and three, and you should not lose to Oregon State. You know that's fair. There, you know there's an fair. issue there, and I don't like it. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not a fan. <laughs> it's. I think I'm pretty sure it's their quarterback, the Tyler Show kid. Yeah. I don't think he's the guy. Oh, he's not. He, well, he's not your. He's not your Justin Herbert no more. Yeah, he, exactly. He can't fill his big shoes to fill. Justin Herbert, if obviously if we're looking at him in the NFL, is 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 a amazing talented He's, guy. Yep. Do you win? Do you win offensive or or is it rookie? Yeah, he did one rookie, rookie of the year. year. Yeah. So I mean, the fact that and then if you look at how his passing ability and his like skills, he's way better than Tyler Shogg is like by miles. And so, I I think their offense isn't as good. I think it's because the quarterback isn't the same. Okay. And I just think that. In a league where you need a quarterback, and especially if you want to get to the playoff, most teams in the playoff have a really good quarterback. Elite quarterback play, yep. And it's not – I mean, Ian, we could discuss, you know, argue about Ian Book as for Notre Dame. Right, But, right. I mean, he was consistent. He was reliable. And he was a winner. And he he, he did whatever <laughs> he wanted to do. I mean, to he did what he, was he necessary to, to win. win the game, yeah. And that's that's what it comes down to. And I just don't – I don't see it with Tyler Show. You no, know, I can I can see that. I mean, I see their four and three record. That's fair. They shouldn't be losing to Oregon State. Exactly. Uh, especially of, of how I mean, Oregon State isn't a good program. They don't win. They're not a very good football program. I don't. I can see that. Oregon. I can see Oregon taking uh, probably a bigger step back than Colorado. Maybe even maybe even being coming in third. Actually, coming in third in their in their division behind Washington and Stanford. Could happen. But uh, who do you have as your most improved team? My most improved team is probably Stanford. I think they just came off. I mean, last the year before this COVID year, they yeah. didn't they didn't have a very good season, did they? No, but they I, do lose their quarterback though. I do think Stanford takes a, another step forward. I th- I think I'm after you talk to me about that Oregon thing. I think I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Stanford takes a bigger step now and probably competes to win the division. Really? Okay. Okay. Yep. I like that. I I like the guy. Okay, so the most improved team. I mean, it'd be easy just to say Arizona. Because you can't go zero and five or go you can't winless. go worse than winless <laughs> exactly, um, but I really like. I still am gonna go with you know UCLA. I think they're gonna be the most improved team. Uh, well, I you know I I'll even I'll even take Utah because I know uh, yeah, Charlie yeah. Brewer yeah tra- transferred out of B I'm gonna say BYU Baylor tra- transferred out of Baylor and is going to Utah and yeah. I think he gives them that extra juice to get Utah up uh, and probably winning the South. Yeah, and then Arizona did get a new coaching staff. And I think the offensive offensive coordinator for Arizona mm-hmm. is uh, Pete Carroll's son. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. I, didn't so, know, I didn't hear any about that. Um, yeah. So they might be obviously you <laughs> you it, you it. you got to be, be yeah. more improved than zero and five. So, so. It'd, be, it'd be an easy pick to pick Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, one and five, uh, uh, one and five Arizona team is better than zero and five. five. Yep. But uh, yeah, um, let's move on to now the SEC. Now this these big boys. What is this the last conf- conference? Yes, it is. Last so this conference. will be the last conference, and uh, so who do you have winning the SEC? Alabama. <laughs> I got, do, do we got, do we gotta talk about this? <laughs> it's Alabama. Yeah, it's, 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 it's hands down Alabama. They're yeah. reloading, like you said. We already mentioned yeah. that they don't need anybody in the recruiting class. Yeah, they're they're stocked up. They're just taking them off the shelves. Them yeah, in. they're just reloading, coming in with whatever they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that even if they lose, you know, with the loss of um, some really key guys on the offensive line, 
And then, you know, losing your quarterback, yep. your running back, yep. one of your, you know, Heisman winning receivers. Mm-hmm. I think two of them, right? Jalen Waddle. I think he's he, he left, he's, right? He's leaving, yep. And then, I mean, you're down to just uh, John Mechie, um, who's still very talented, very, very good. good. Very good. Yep. I mean, they're, Bryce, Bryce Young is a former five-star, too. So, I mean. Yeah, they, they have they have no issue with, with what they have, like, you yeah. know, what they have in the reserves. So. Yeah. So, I mean, th- they'll be fine. Mike is still still be, mm-hmm. you know, contending in the conference. Unless, like, a team like uh, whoever, unless one of these teams in the SEC has, like, a year like LSU did, oh. where they just went crazy. Yeah. Um, very unlikely, though. So, um, but, yeah, I would say easily Alabama, Alabama. wins this conference. I mean, they – I don't think it's close. Like, I think they, they, they go on another, like, headhunting run, and they just yeah. – they're just killing everybody, everybody and everybody by, like, 30 points. Yeah. Um, who would you say your sleeper is in the conference? My sleeper, I'd probably say Florida. Florida. I say Florida even improves uh, more than their eight and four record, uh, and then they they won they just they got came off the season winning winning their division right. Yeah. Uh, I don't I can't the game between them and Alabama was closer in the conference championship game right. Yeah, it was. So I, I do think Florida can probably compete. I do think they they're recruiting very well. The coaching staff very well. Uh, so I think Florida can probably uh, squeak by, maybe surprise Alabama. Yeah, um, Florida's a good choice. Um, the only questions really for Florida is uh, their their quarterback, you know, Emory Jones. I think that's his mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we'd have to see how he looks, you know, throwing the ball and because uh, uh, Kyle Trask is going in the draft, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. so he's gone. Um, uh, for my uh, sleeper in this conference, um, Tennessee. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But I would say, um, do you know what, man? Put me down for. Like, let me buy some stock in Tennessee. I like Georgia, dude. I like Georgia. Georgia, Georgia looked really good um, late in the year, especially with the the switch to JT Daniels. Mm. Um, they looked way better with JT Daniels than they did with mm. uh, the Stinson Bennett kid or whatever. Right. Um, but it makes sense. I mean, I, I think they. I don't like how it took him so long to get to D- JT Daniels. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, I think it's because they were waiting to clear him. Like the 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 medical staff was not waiting only to that, clear but him when he was cleared, they didn't play him. They didn't. Which I mean, if I don't know what <laughs> Georgia's thinking, what Kirby Smart's thinking, but you got a kid that's a, that's a walk on. Yeah. Who, who you know doesn't? I mean, it's not like he doesn't know how to play. He knows how to play, but he's he's not on scholarship. He does. He's he's fighting for his life out there. Exactly. And, and then you got JT Daniels who was a former five star. Exactly. And then uh you know JT Daniels is he's you know he was highly touted. Mm. I mean he he might have left, you know, uh what is it? The uh the USC, you know, Trojans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um but he was under a system and he played for them. I mean, right. he had live experience. Mm-hmm. Denson Bennett did not have any live experience. No, he did not. So, and also mechanics-wise and talent-wise it just it just JT Daniels. Like I don't I don't understand why it was so hard to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was confusing, but I mean, if you know, it's one of those things like if if you have a hot hot hand, keep it rolling. Just keep it going. That's fair. I mean, they finished 8 and 2, so you can't I mean, I can't complain too much. Yeah, but, but there was games that Georgia was playing and then they were just they did not look great, especially early on. It, it was it was probably times where like they probably were playing somebody and it was closer than it, than it, than, it, than it had to be. Yeah. And it didn't. And if they put in JT Daniels, they'd be rolling this team. Yeah, yeah. Um, who do you have as your most uh, improved team? I think LSU takes a step forward, massive leap. Step, step forward? forward. Yes, they're gonna be the most improved team this coming season. Most improved team. Yes, I think off of, number one coming off of their phenomenal 2019 season, yeah. then going down, then dropping it five and five. That's a rough one. That's a that's a tough pill to swallow, and I think yeah. they have a chip on their shoulder for it. Yeah, I think Ed O gets it going again. And I love LSU probably winning, probably giving Alabama a run for their money. I think I think LSU gets back to being very competitive, very good, probably one of the stronger teams in the SEC. Yeah, the LSU, yeah, that, that's a good pick, but primarily because uh, the previous year when they won the national title, mm-hmm. uh, they had like 19 guys go to the draft. Yeah, and that's that's rough when you lose all that. So that's why that's probably why it translated to them going five and five. But it made sense though. People were like, "Oh, they won't do that next year." Well, of course they're not going to do it next year. They are losing 19 of their starters, yeah. 19 NFL bodies. Yeah. And then, I mean, to think about it, also Joe Burrow, you know, Justin Jefferson. Yep. I mean, those guys competed at a high level in the NFL before, you know, Justin Burrow got injured. But, I mean, they were competing. So, I mean, they were players. Um, for me, I would say the most, uh, what was it, improved? Yeah, team that takes the, yeah, yeah. Team, uh, most improved team, I would say Arkansas. I think Arkansas has found finally found the coach. I'm dumbfounded. <laughs> Arkansas feels like a player. Um, they obviously, if you think about it, if you look at the list, like if you're looking at it, 
Um, it's hard not to pick them primarily because I mean they there is a Mississippi State that you could pick a Vanderbilt with uh, you know Clark Lee. I mean I guess maybe, but I like Arkansas primarily because they have I mean they I feel like they finally have a head coach that can do the job that's like kept capable of mm-hmm. doing the job because mm-hmm. he's not trying to uh, sell this program to you know five stars you know they're not gonna be able to get these far five stars everywhere okay. but they've done a really good job of recruiting. I think the the mindset has changed, especially because, I mean, what did they get? They got three and seven. Prior to this, they had I think they were like there was two seasons where they didn't win a whole SEC game. So for them to you know make the change and get an SEC win, I feel like this is the right step. I think Arkansas will. I don't know. I don't know how good they'll be, right. but I think they'll be six and six. That's a win. That's a that's a pretty big. That's a, that's an improvement. That's yeah. improvement, especially after being. The, the doormat for quite a while. Oh yeah, and if you're if you're Arkansas, you know the fact that you're not dead last is probably like uh, it's a big one. I, yeah. I, I take that. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the team that takes the biggest step back? Biggest step back, I I'm 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 between Texas A&M and Auburn. Okay. Okay. I Texas A&M, you know, phenomenal year, nine yeah. one. A lot of lot of uh, argument that they could they could have been the number yeah. four team to get in. I get I get the argument. Um, I think they're losing uh Kevin uh Kellen Mond. Yeah, they are. And and I think they're losing. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the, his name. I apologize. Oh, uh, uh, big wide receiver. Oh, can't, I don't even know. I, I think they're losing him, or maybe I'm thinking of a couple years back. But either way, they're losing Kellamon. I think they're gonna. It's gonna be tough to reload for Texas A&M. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Too much about Texas A&M recruiting or anything like that. Yeah. But I do. I, what I do know is that it's gonna be hard to put another guy in to, to be as good as Kellamon was this past season. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, I mean, and I'm. I'm also. Leaning towards Auburn as well because I know they get a new a new head coach. Yeah, they are uh, from uh, uh is it Brian Harson? Yeah, from, from uh, Boise State. Uh, yeah. So I do know. I mean, anytime you get a new head coach in, you're gonna you're gonna have to figure out what you want to do with it or, or figure out your you're gonna implement your system in yeah. and have the guys really buy into it. So it's, it, it'll take a minute. I do think Auburn Texas and is taking a step back. That that's a really good choice. Those are both of those yeah. are really good options. I think I picked. Uh, take yours. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Um, I'm actually gonna go with Florida. I think Florida takes a step back. I think yeah. losing Kyle Pitts and Kyle Trask. I think yeah. if you take away their touchdowns alone, I don't know where you get other touchdowns. That's fair. Kyle Pitts was was basically unguardable. Yeah. He, I mean, he he did whatever he, and whenever he wanted. Mm-hmm. So I think Florida. You know, while they do have you know you know guys talented guys coming in. Um, I don't know how good their recruiting class is. Their defense wasn't nearly as good as it's been in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think their defense probably gets a little better. Right. Offense gets a little less, like you know, potent. But I think they still can compete in the in the you know what is it the East or West or whatever division they're in. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, it's, it's the East the right east. there. <laughs> um, but I think that they take a step back. I really like Georgia. Georgia feels better, like a solid team. Um, I mean, I mean, you could. You could argue the Georgia thing with you know the their uh, recruiting and paying players, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 which they probably are. I mean, I mean, who's to say? You know, who's to say? Allegedly, <laughs> but uh, you know, but I think Florida takes a step back. If mm-hmm. it's not Florida, then it's probably yeah. I would agree with you, Texas A and M. Texas A and M is it known? I mean, this is the first year that I've seen them. Actually, not. It can't be the first year. It's got to be the, maybe like the third year, right? Third or second year that I've seen them. You know, finish in the top, you know, four of their conference. Right. Um. In this in this scenario, last year was top two. Right. So, um. I mean, maybe with Johnny Manziel was that like twenty twelve or whatever. Yeah. Oh, but, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, this is probably the best. Last season was the best year that Texas A and M has had since the Johnny since, Manziel since Johnny Manziel era. Yep. Yeah. Um. Or at least th- that can comes to mind because I can't even remember anything between mm-hmm. them. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Texas A&M feels like it. Auburn, could they get worse? Could they get worse after six and five? Yeah, I can see them getting worse. They yeah. might. They might. I mean, I can see them being negative and going maybe you know three or four wins next year just because yeah. he's trying to put his system in. Uh, although he's not, it's not like he's going to be hurting for recruiting. He's yeah. still in the hotbed. He's still in Alabama. Yeah. He can still recruit uh, all the talent down in the south. Yeah. So the only issue now is to he needs to get players to buy in. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I mean. I mean, Brian Harson was able to coach at Boise, Boise State and get wins at Boise State. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine what he can do with you know with Auburn. Auburn and that and that notoriety, that that uh, yeah, that logo and the know. Auburn talent there already. So, I mean, uh, pretty good right there. So that is ours, uh, winners, sleepers. You know, team that takes a step yeah. back. Here, here and there, here and there. You know, most improved team. So, I mean, 
Uh, we we did have something else, but I feel like it's going kind of. It's not long. It's yeah, yeah. Kind of get long. I mean, we did kind of discuss a little bit about every conference, just you know, picking and choosing. Uh, you know. Give them a little taste. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do have some other stuff that'll come on for you know next episode. Um, we were uh, you know, maybe we'll eventually. I mean, down the line, we'll bump up to maybe two episodes a week, depending. It depends. Uh, really, um, because we we can really you know it took us a minute to get some ideas going, but you know yeah. I think once we got you know. We look how much time we spent talking about these things. Yeah, we, we we get lost in the sauce a little bit, so yeah, yeah. Um, obviously <laughs> talking about you know just <laughs> hypotheticals and all that stuff. But uh, thanks guys for watching uh, episode two of those college football guys. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, sorry, I just got a message. So <laughs> <laughs> my hotline bling. Oh, yeah. bad. Uh, so thanks guys for watching uh, episode two of those college football guys. Uh, we'll drop another one uh, next week. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>